Let's face it, friends. We live in uncertain times. Security, probably more important now than ever before. That's why it's important to keep you, your family, your property safe by working with my friends at Eufy. That's E-U-F-Y.com. Let me tell you a little bit about this new video smart lock they have. It's super cool because basically you get a three-in-one security system here. You can have everything on just one device instead of having it outside of your house look rather tacky because you got all kinds of stuff out there. It's not just about your security, but convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members, and you can see who's kind of coming and going. You got that immigrated camera, too. Uh, it's easy to install. You can set it up with just a Phillips screwdriver. You know, you don't have to go to a class on how to use power tools. No drilling required. You have keyless entry. You don't have to worry about fumbling with the keys when you're getting back with a, an armful of groceries, right? How convenient is that? That in and of itself is a great benefit. You got fingerprint recognition. It's unlocking. Got that AI self-learning chip. So the more you use it, the more accurate it's going to be. You don't have to worry about the battery. It's got a rechargeable battery that can last around four months. And you get a notification before it runs out so you don't have to compromise your family security. You got passcode unlocking, remote control, 2K clear sight, camera. You can see who's at your door. You see these videos online all the time. Don't you think it's time for you to set something up so you can have the peace of mind of knowing that you don't have people constantly going in and out of your property? There's no monthly fee. Unlike other brands that charge you a monthly fee, you can have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. How cool is that? It's convenient. It's safe. It's a must-have for your home today. If you already have like a video doorbell, you know sometimes people want to come and steal your, your doorbell. You don't have to worry about with, that with this. All right, so let's be sure to visit Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y official.com forward slash video lock. And it's time for you to gain control of your door. Again, that's Eufy. E-U-F-Y. All right, Bulldog fans, our friends from Tecovis want to remind you that uh, it's festival season, it's concert season, it's sundress season. Yes, it is. And you know you need some nice boots to go along with every bit of that. And Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western wear. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and so much more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a very time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort, so no break-in period. You know how tough that can be with a brand new pair of boots. You can put these bad boys on and ride that ride with a smile. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with the same level of style. So stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary beverage or two, shop the new styles, the smell of fresh leather, and a friendly staff are always at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience quite like it. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tecovas. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges shipped right to your door. Go to Tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson, here on the Thursday edition of the Boneyard. Yeah, I feel like doing a show today. A lot has happened in the last 24 hours, and I felt like we needed to get out here and talk about it. And uh, I want to thank you guys, those of you that are sticking with me through the transition here as we kind of figure some things out. And so I figured I would uh, do a little 
maybe some special. I guess do a little special edition of the Boneyard. And you know, I'm I'm I like being able to do this sort of stuff. When uh, now that I don't have like a regular schedule, if I if I want to do an extra show, we can do an extra show. Can't promise you it's going to be an everyday show, but uh, today I had time. We will speak with Mississippi State baseball coach Chris Lamonis. Uh, early this afternoon, have a chance to go visit with him and uh, Mississippi State Sunday starter Keegan James. So you can look for that content on jeanspage.com later today. There'll be uh, part of the, we'll do the Keegan James thing, and then there'll be the uh, we'll video. There'll be a, in advance of the baseball series coming up uh, starting yeah, tomorrow. We'll spend some time today talking about the ball game that was last night. Very good game. I told you guys yesterday I expected it to be a competitive ball game. It was actually a little more competitive than I expected. We'll get into that. We'll talk about the, the men's crazy ending uh, there at Stegman Coliseum at the University of Georgia. We'll preview tonight's women's basketball game against Ole Miss. But before we do that, let's thank our fine sponsors, Campus Bookmart, a Stark Villigan institution. Stan a man, Miss Kathy, the whole crew there will treat you like family because you are a family. It's just that simple. When you walk in, it makes you feel like you're going home. So many great options to choose from, so many Great and memorabilia items to choose from. Some Maroon and White fashions. Got a little tongue-tied there. Apologize for that. But the, anything that you need to clothe yourself, your family, or to outfit your home, RV, automobile, whatever, you can do that right there at Campus Bookmart. If you can't make it to town to go visit in person, we encourage you to go to campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a little promo code. Promo code's BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. That'll save you free shipping on all orders over $50, and any order less than 50 bucks, absolutely incomplete. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi doing what they can to educate Mississippians in the world about the dangers of the opioid crisis in America. It is an absolute epidemic in our home state and in our country. It is no longer everybody else's problem. There is a great chance that you or someone you know will be negatively impacted by the opioid crisis. We encourage you to arm yourself with knowledge by going to BCBSMS. That's Blue Cross Blue Shield, Mississippi. Again, BCBSMS.com forward slash opioids, O-P-I-O-I-D-S. Educate yourself. The life you save may be your own. So the big story last night was a, a couple things, really, a couple, you know, subplots to the whole deal. With former Mississippi State pitcher Graham Ashcraft coming back to campus, uh, and, and he really, really looked well last night, really pitched the ball well. A good tune-up for Mississippi State, certainly, because you've got a guy that, uh, you know, one-time weekend starter for Mississippi State. You know, when he had the hip injury, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, sidelined for that, and then works his way back and is beginning to get healthy and then has another hip issue. And so, coaching change, he elects to leave. And, and, you know, I think it was kind of a mutual deal. But the bottom line is, he leaves, goes to UAB, really came back, and you could tell he had a chip on his shoulder, and was absolutely outstanding for nearly six innings. Uh, Mississippi State did not get a hit off Graham Ashcraft. He uh, he had one hit by pitch, and, um, you know, it looked a little bit inside to me, uh, especially considering the command that he had throughout that ball game. You know, and people say, well, you know, every so often one gets away from you. I, I just don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Uh, but um, hit by pitch for uh, Elijah McNamee. And then a couple of walks there. And that's really the only base runner State could muster against Graham Ashcraft. And so, talk to Jake Mankham after the ball game. He says Graham was really doing a good job throwing that two-seamer to give you the inside action and throwing that cut fastball. <clears throat> Both of those basically right there on the inside corner. And so, with so much velocity, because he was throwing, I think we clocked him as high as 96, but he was consistently low to mid-90s. 
and then he's throwing that cutter where it looks like it's starting in basically on your hip and uh, you you decide to evade it and it's got that late biting action that bites back into the zone and then just when you think you've got the cutter figured out he would spot up that two seamer and so all of a sudden he jams you on an inside pitch and so he did a masterful job pitching and so we, we tip our cap to him but I'll tell you he just wasn't able to hang around and you really felt like right when they pulled him he was just beginning to get gassed a little bit uh, and to Mississippi State's credit, I thought Peyton Plumley was outstanding for for his uh, his outing. He goes four and two thirds. They did hit him a little bit, but he basically scattered those hits until the fifth inning, and then they finally kind of bunched some things together. Uh, and he was getting ground balls, but early in the game, he was they were getting more ground balls right at state defenders. In that fifth inning, they began to work the middle of the field a little bit more, uh, and and load the bases, and then. Um, that's when things really kind of change. You felt like that they have a chance to get out of it. Uh, next thing you know, there's a it's an absolute smash. They really barreled him up, and then you make the move. You bring in Brandon Smith, and we saw Brandon Smith over the weekend. I, this is a big deal to bring a kid in like this. You know, yes, it's a midweek game, and you've got to have some guys to eat up some innings. But Brandon Smith comes in. This guy faces five hitters. Okay, five guys strikes out three of them. That's about as good as it's going to get. Absolutely filthy. Comes in, goes one and a third, gets you out of that fifth, gets you through the sixth, only throws 19 pitches. That means he's available again this weekend. That's one of the – outside of Peyton Blumley, I figure everybody is available the rest of the weekend. Cole Gordon may be a guy you have to run out there. Maybe maybe he can get you an inning or two there. He did throw 40. But I think Peyton is probably the only guy you look at and say, okay, we'll probably hold him. But even with that, he only threw 65. So I guess if you got into a long inning affair and you had to bring him back, you could. But Brandon Smith, this goes to one and third. Riley Self comes in, uh, has one walk, and it's one of those things that just kind of seemed like a weird at bat. But he goes one inning, and uh, I thought Riley looked outstanding. 11 pitches thrown, very efficient with the pitches. And you, you begin to factor that in. He had a walk with that as part of 11 pitches. Shows you how efficient he was with the other guys. He goes out there, pitches to contact, gets out of there, ends up being your winning pitcher on the night because in the bottom half of the seventh, that's when big things happened for Mississippi State. And it was just one of those deals where you just kind of felt like if we could ever get Ashcraft out of the ball game, and again, that is a tribute to him. He was outstanding. Looking at his final line here, five and two-thirds of an inning, no hits, no runs, two walks, seven strikeouts. Uh, faced just 21 hitters and 79 pitches thrown. I don't know if they had him on a pitch count, but it did seem like there in the sixth, his control began to fade a little bit. And one of the books on him when he was here was you just need to kind of get him in some trouble. You kind of get in his head a little bit, get some guys on. But he kept state off balance. I really thought it looked like an SEC pitcher pitching midweek. That's really how it looked. And you would think, considering how highly recruited he was and the fact that he did such a good job here at Mississippi State when he was healthy, that's not surprising. Not to mention, I'm sure he came out with a little bit of a uh, chip on the shoulder. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, you, you could see that this, this game meant something to him. So hope he has a great year there at UAB. In that league, uh, I think he can be a dominant guy. We had hoped he'd be a dominant guy for us, but things just didn't work out. But uh, great job by him. Once you get him out of the ballgame and you get in the bullpen – because State's down 2 nothing at the time. You know, that you had that one big inning, you know, where UAB strung some hits together there in the fifth, 
And uh, it seemed like State was kind of chasing the game, but there didn't seem to be a lot of panic. But they just kind of waited. They won the war of attrition, got Ashcraft out of the ball game. They bring in Ty Harris, left-hander. He gets out of it pretty quick. You know, three, three pitches there. He gets out of the inning. Uh, State comes back there in the seventh, as I mentioned, against Riley Davis. So uh, Riley did not get out of the seventh inning. Gives up three hits and three runs. The big one, the big one being the Jake Mangum RBI uh, single to right. But I'll tell you, it was one of those weird things that happened. It just seemed like it was almost destiny uh, for for that to happen for State because uh, State gets a ground ball uh, to the left side over there, and the shortstop and the third baseman collide, and then they can't get a throw off. And um, it just it's just one of those weird things. I mean, I, I it was going to be a bang bang play anyway and that's on that's on Dustin Skelton ground ball Skelton and that's one thing I've noticed about him when his point of contact is good he can absolutely murder the baseball I mean he can absolutely blister you see him sometimes he'll flare one out there at right field it's warning track power and I've seen him hit some of the deepest parts of the ballpark and and kind of you know tease a home run there but uh, when he gets his bad head out in front of the plate and pulls the ball to the left side he murders the baseball and this ball that was hit to the left side, he hit it really hard. It was going to be a bang-bang play, though. And uh, the, the third baseman shortstop collides. Skelton reaches safely. And then the very next hitter, Gunner, Gunner Halter, he hits a pretty good smash to third base, a uh, l- little bit to the right. So the third baseman had to drift over a little bit and kind of you know, make the pick and stick there and then try to throw it across. And as he, and he goes to make the grab, reaching across his body there, he doesn't, he doesn't glove it cleanly. And... Uh, now you've got runners at first and second, and uh, there's two outs in the inning, and uh, Jake's coming up, and it's one of those things. It, I, I turned to Brian Haydad when Jake starts walking up. I said, these are the moments you become an All-American, these right here. Not not just because it, you're just doing the weekends, but you come up in big situations when your team needs you because that video is going to be everywhere. You know, Everybody's going to be talking about, you know, that Graham Ashcraft comes in, no hits Mississippi State, State wins the War of Attrition. And then when an opportunity arises for Jake Mangum to influence the ball game, he does. That's the only hit Jake had last night, guys. Jake didn't have a great game in Game Three against Youngstown State. He was 0 for 3 prior to that at bat. And listen, what, the the one strikeout he had, I thought was awful. I, I, I say a strikeout. He ended up chopping out there, but it was one time it was a it, we're in an advantage count, and um, Jake gets a strike called an inner half that looked like it was probably two to three balls off the plate. And uh, that just goes to show you when a guy's throwing that much velo and that much break on the pitch that uh, he's going to get the benefit of some calls sometimes. Because he didn't – Ashcraft didn't mention by much. But Mangum comes up, lines that ball in the right field, and then the next thing you know, things are going good for Mississippi State. It's just as simple as that. You found a way to get it done there. Uh, and so, big night, not a big crowd, not a big offensive night. Chris Lamont kind of talked about him as an offensive guy. Listen, State managed his three hits last night, very efficient, got three runs on those three hits. Left a couple on base. I guess uh, looking here, six in the box score. Left six on base. Jordan Westberg, 0 for 3 on the night with uh, with three strikeouts. Did manage to get on, on base a couple times. Um, pardon me. I did one time. He did get the walk there. Uh, but uh, left a couple guys on base. And that was one of the things when you look at this, State stranded some guys early, but State didn't have a lot to work with. And there were times, and I would say like last year, State loses that ball game. Jake Mangum kind of said that in postgame. That this time last year, with the psyche of that team, it, was almost, it would be like kind of here we go again. 
But this team's now 4-0. and and uh, you've won in, in different fashion. You, you recall that, that Friday night game against Youngstown. State, it took State a while to get going. And fortunately, you had good enough pitching to kind of keep them at bay. And uh, you know, they weren't able to get a lot of separation. That was kind of the situation last night, is that uh, you know State wasn't seeing the ball well, wasn't, wasn't barreling up, wasn't making good contact. I mean, one of the best hits of the day, I think, uh, you know, prior to the State's beginning in the seventh, is when you know Tanner Allen hit a long fly ball to left on a pitch that uh, was just out and away from him. And he extends his hands and drives it out to left field, hits it right at the left fielder. Outside of that, there were a lot of ground balls, a lot of pop-ups, a lot of Baltimore chops. just wasn't a lot of solid contact. But you have to be able to win when you don't play well. And that's kind of how it was. Baseball is a game that's like that. I mean, it's like, you know, you can you know, have a bad offensive showing for you know, seven, eight innings, and all of a sudden you, you find some magic there in the ninth. You get into a team's bullpen, and you find somebody that's not having a good day, not spotting up or locating a good fastball, and, and you barrel some things up. And that's kind of what happened. And uh, as – you look at it and say, you know, it's it's three two, and we didn't play exceptionally well. The fact that we can win a ball game and remain undefeated when we don't swing the bats well says a lot about this team. Defensively, State was outstanding. Got good starting pitching. Got great relief pitching, and that that's really kind of the unsung story of this season so far. Four games in, the Mississippi State bullpen has been absolutely outstanding, and we get into last night's game. We don't use Colby White. We don't use Aaron Sarantola. We'll save those guys for the weekend. That was one of the things that I wondered is, you know, with, with, a, with a save opportunity there, do they, do, they, do they roll Spencer Price out there? Do they bring in Sarantola? What do they do here? They elected to stick with Cole Gordon, so now all those guys are available to pitch this weekend. Uh, so, again, great effort all the way around. State wins. The announced crowd was uh, just over 6,000. Let me see if I can't find it here for you here. Uh, but it was a little over 6,000. And, of course, that's paid attendance because uh, – there was not hardly anybody there. The one there was some UAB fans there that were very vocal. They had a lot to cheer about for a while. Uh, I would say probably the weirdest moment in that ball game, and there was a lot of weird stuff involving Mississippi State athletics last night. Is uh, Dustin Skelton goes and circles a bunt, and with two outs in the ninth, Cole Gordon has been uh, hitless through uh, one and two thirds innings. Uh, they lay a bunt down. And he beats it out, but Dustin Skelton circles the ball, makes a great play, and you kind of felt like it was going to be a very difficult play. A left-handed guy up there gets a great bun down, gets out of the box really quickly. Skelton makes the throw to first. The the first place umpire calls him out, and it really looked like he was safe, e- even in real time from the press box. We were kind of like, ah, I don't know. And so they review it, and, um, you know, and once we saw the, the first replay, we knew that, that they were going to call him call him safe because he was clearly safe he, he, he beat it pretty easily uh, and there were three reviews last night and all three of them go the way of UAB Jake Mangum uh, looked to have beaten out an infield single replayed showed that he didn't barely out but he was out and then it was a time that Dustin Skelton liked that he had beat out an infield single and uh, thanks to an errant throw that brought the first baseman up the line and then they review it and saw that the um first baseman got him on a swipe tag as he passed the reviews that we saw in the booth there appeared to be a little bit of uh daylight between the glove and the uh and the runner but we don't get the full benefit of what they get to see so three reviews all go the way of uab uab and state ends up winning the ball game but it was a weird situation because the thing that i thought about and jake Mangum kind of mentioned this as well is here you are thinking you've got the third out and two pitches later the time runs at third base but Cole Gordon kind of pressed down and got it done. 
And uh, that's one of the things I think having a guy like Cole back, because you remember last year there was some talk that he may not be back this year. Uh, and Cole went undrafted last year. But Cole found some things in the postseason last year and was arguably State's best bullpen pitcher down the stretch. Pitched the, the pitch as well as he's ever pitched in his life. Uh, J.P. France put in some big innings for State last year too, but you know, I, don't, I don't know that State gets to where they went without Cole Gordon. And so you bring him back, and he's had two good outings already this year. So uh, excited about what is to come. Big weekend. If Listen, guys, I understand it's going to be a little chilly. It might be a little bit wet, maybe a little bit inconvenient, but we're going to need you at Duty Noble Field this weekend. And uh, we'll have more about that on tomorrow's show as we kind of prep you and prepare you for uh, – for the series against Southern Miss. It's going to be kind of like a Super Regional. And I'll tell you, there'll be a lot of Southern Miss fans here. Uh, there are a lot of them that you can tell are very confident about the series, especially after uh, sweeping Purdue over the weekend. But uh, this is going to be a very interesting weekend. And this is one that, you know, State needs to win this series and then have Southern Miss get hot and then kind of help help fuel the RPI, if you know what I'm saying. And we need UAB to do the same. We need these non-conference games, these wins, these teams to go on, and we hope everybody ends up being a tournament team. But the bottom line is, um, this is a huge weekend, so we need you to be here for that. I want to remind you, when you're in town, Bulldog Burger Company is absolutely the place to go and break bread. The cool kids go there, and if you're listening to the show, chances are you are among that number. I absolutely love going to Bulldog Burger Company. Uh, I have so many people that they kind of equate me with Bulldog Burger, and that, that's great because that means that we're talking quality. There's so many times in life that you need to treat yourself. And uh, as mom and dad and, and, you know, sometimes we defer to other things. And sometimes you just need that great restaurant-quality hamburger. And, and you're going to get that at Bulldog Burger Company. And, in fact, you're not going to find a burger that passes the quality of the one you're going to get at Bulldog Burger Company. Uh, so many great options to choose from. You can uh, have, have it on the – somebody mentioned the gluten-free buns. That's important. I know some of you guys are worried about that sort of thing. You can get it on a wheat bun. You can get it on no bun. Get on a regular bun. Bulldog Burger Company, so many great options to choose from. The restaurant closest to campus in the Cotton District. We encourage you when you're in town, go by. Find your new favorites at Bulldog Burger Company, the, the place in Starville where people go to meet. M-E-A-T. So, men's basketball last night, another, another kind of wild situation there. State really struggled early on in that ball game, and uh, it was pretty much a 50-50 game until about six minutes to go in the first half. And then State goes on a run, I guess 13-0 run or so, and really put the, put the seemed to put the game away. And then Tyson Carter got hot, and then State comes out the second half, and it seemed like they were going to run away with this thing. And then Georgia began to kind of chip away. And then we had some late game drama. And I don't know that I've seen that recently. I have seen these things before, and it's like uh, you have to hear the Jimmy Dykes, the world talk on SEC Network, you, you would think that everything is brand new under the sun. Uh, I, I don't know what that guy's problem is at Mississippi State, but he always has something negative to say. But, but be that as it may, uh, so, so here's how it boils down. So with uh, nine seconds to go, Georgia makes a three to tie the game. We bring the ball into Quindary Weatherspoon. He brings it up. He's going to take a shot right there close to the left elbow, and he is fouled. There was no question that he was fouled. There was no reason for any discussion. He was he was clearly fouled. Tom Crean is upset. He uh, goes out kind of demonstrative. And, and listen, you expect that. I got, I've got no problem with that guy going out there trying to defend his team, and I'm sure in that moment he's just hoping to get the overtime. But Weatherspoon was fouled. 
And so as Q steps to the line, he misses the first free throw. And as as the, the, the ball is already out of his hand, there is some debris thrown on the floor. It turns out it was a uh, Georgia Bulldog stuffed animal, a little small beanie baby sized thing. Ben Howland sees it. He points to it. He starts calling for the technical foul. They assess a technical foul. Uh, there's it's a one it's a one shot technical. Cube makes it, gives State the lead. Misses the second one deliberately, which is the right play in that situation. With half a second left, with .5 on the clock, there is no chance to rebound the basketball. Come down to the ground, turn and fire the basketball. It's just there's no there's no chance. So you know if you give somebody an opportunity, you know to uh, to set up a softball type pass or something like that, something crazy might happen. You know you might get some bump and run deal, or you pick up a silly foul somewhere and you put them at the line. So it's absolutely the smart play for Wetherspoon to miss that free throw. I know some people are thinking, oh my gosh, he should have just made it. No, that's absolutely the right decision to make. You miss it, let them rebound it, whatever, because there's just there, there's a, it's a mathematical impossibility for a guy to make a shot there, okay? And so, State wins the game by one. And people, these so many people in the media are acting like that, that that State missed two free throws and then were given a free throw, you know, as if Georgia was somehow cheated in the ball game. And then the argument is, well, how do you know that what a Mississippi State fan threw it? Well, you know. Number one, conventional wisdom and common sense would tell you, why would a Mississippi State fan throw an item of debris towards their free throw shooter while he's attempting a game-winning free throw? That To suggest that that is a possibility is among the dumbest things ever mentioned in the history of the world. Why would a State fan throw something at Quindary Witherspoon anyway, at any point, because he is our guy? But why would we would never throw anything at him, much less go on the road in the final second of a basketball game that we have to have, and then we're going to throw a beanie baby at our most valuable player? Give me a break, Jimmy Dykes. It's stupid. Doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But looking back at the numbers, State does win the ball game. State escapes with a 68-67 win. That's a ball game State had to have. And, and quite frankly, State looked to be the better team much of the game, but we did not close that one out. And that's been a struggle with Mississippi State. There have been times we, you know, we, we'll, we'll make a big run. And then for some reason, we can't nurse the lead. And, and listen, it's one of those things that happens in basketball. Everybody makes a run because everybody adjusts. People figure out what you're doing. They find a way to defense you. And the next thing you know, you've got, you've got to adjust. It's a game of adjustments. But I thought Georgia really gave us the fight the last five minutes of that ball game. 68-67 is your final. Q. Wetherspoon goes for a career-high 31 points. 11 of 19 from the floor, 3 of 4 from the three-point line. That's really where we've seen some gains in his game right there. Being willing to take that three-point shot and, and to make it with a much greater proficiency. Q's game has always been the drive game, but uh, we, we're beginning to see his game really evolve. 6 of 9 from the free-throw line. One of those was an intentional miss. Pulls down four rebounds. Big night for him in 35 minutes of action. Tyson Carter played 39 minutes, more than anybody else on either team. 39 minutes. 4 of 13 from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3, made a free throw, pulled down 3 rebounds, had 11 points on the night. Big surprise for me, Lamar Peters did not score. 0 of 3 on the night, 0 of 2 from 3, uh, pulled down just 2 rebounds, committed a personal foul, had just 2 assists, 2 turnovers, had a couple steals and 30 minutes of action. So not a big night for Lamar. And uh, he's been a little up and down at times. Uh, and so, but 
in a game like that, I would think that the Lamar would have an opportunity to really get off. But it was pretty clear that they wanted to play the hot hand, and Q was uh, having some success. So State wins the ball game without getting a big ball game for Lamar Peters. And I, and I, I suspect you'll see a big game for Lamar Peters this weekend. That's kind of how he's built. You know, he's not a guy that puts together back-to-back bad showings. Uh, Reggie Perry, a solid night for him, four of six on the floor, banged in a big three. Didn't realize how big that was at the time. Uh, made three three free throws, pulled down five rebounds, 12 total points, a couple of blocks, made an assist. Uh, big night for him. Eric Holman, kind of an up-and-down year for him as well. 16 minutes played, uh, pitches in two points, commits a couple fouls. And, and so when you begin to kind of look at this box score, you can see outside of Quindary Weatherspoon, we didn't have a big night as a team, but we found a way to win. And, again, that's the mark of a good team. You go on the road, and I believe that's three road wins in a row for Mississippi State. I believe that's correct. I'll double-check that to be sure. But it's three road wins in a row. And uh, you've got a big ball game coming up this weekend. Huge ball game. A lot of people are saying, you know what, State's definitely in the tournament. 19-7, and seven, winning record in the Southeastern Conference for the first time this year. I would hope so. I, I would think so. But uh, we can't afford to give any games away. We're going to have to have a big effort this weekend. Going to need a big crowd. Going to need uh, Mississippi State to play well. State should have won that game in Columbia. I'm never going to get over that. We lose it 87-82 in overtime. We have to avenge that loss on our home floor. Yeah, so looking here, yeah, State uh, State has won three road games in a row. That is correct. State wins at Ole Miss, at Arkansas, at Georgia. So they're finding some currency out there on the road. Winning the games that they're expected to win now. Winning the games they have to win. When their back's against the wall. Now, State's won three games in a row total, counting that that home win against Alabama. Uh, last night looked to be, at times, we were playing the same way we had the last couple of games. And then we have this, you know, this lull that are late in the ball game. And so that's a teachable moment for Ben Howland and, and his group. And uh, it's good you, you're riding a winning streak, but uh, some things you can still coach. So... South Carolina, that's a 5 p.m. tip on Saturday. We encourage you to come out and be a part of that. Should be a good ball game. South Carolina, of course, fighting for their tournament lives as well. And then State will host Missouri on Tuesday. Uh, so a chance here, if State can hold serve and protect the home court here, you got a chance to get three games over 500 with three to play. And uh, much of this year, after we dropped those first two, I was for forecasting kind of an 8-10 and 10 record. I thought that might be good enough to get us in. Uh, but uh, really, really, really concerned at times. But now State is getting in the back half of the schedule. They're beginning to find some identity. Uh, and so we'll see what happens as we, we move forward. But uh, excited about the ball game on Saturday. Hope that you can come out and be a part of that. If you're looking for tickets for major sporting events or concerts or anything of that nature, you can find those at SeatGeek. We encourage you to download the SeatGeek app. It's a free download in the App Store. You go in, you use that, you can find the events you want, the date you want, the location you want. You can see what tickets are available, what price points, what tiers, what sit, what sections. It's so easy to use. And then rather than having to go stand at a will call line or meet somebody uh, you know, at some parking lot somewhere, you can have tickets sent directly to your email. You can print the tickets out. They can scan them. You can keep them as a souvenir, whatever you want to do. But you're going to be able to make it so unbelievably convenient on yourself and save yourself so much time just by simply using the SeatGeek app and saving yourself a lot of anxiety worrying about tickets. So we're going to give you a little incentive to to, uh, give our folks at SeatGeek a try. By downloading the SeatGeek app, use promo code BULLDOG, that's B-U-L-L-D-O-G, 
and save 20 bucks on your very first purchase using the SeatGeek app. Whether it be home tickets, road tickets, concert tickets, whatever, they're going to have those for you. And you can use that code on your very first purchase with the SeatGeek app. Again, that's promo code BULLDOG, B-U-L-L-D-O-G. So the women will be in action tonight. And uh, a couple things about the women. You know, you understand how State has dominated this rivalry as of late. But, uh, you know, some really cool things, I guess, to kind of look at about this team. We forget sometimes because we have been so blessed the last few years to be so successful in women's basketball that uh, we do have some very decorated players that have come through our program. You know, Tan White, Alexis Rack, Latoya Thomas. And in looking at some of these numbers, you know, I recently checked out the uh, – you know, Tara McCowan is the all-time leading rebounder by a wide margin. And uh, she passed Latoya Thomas. But if you look at some of the numbers Latoya Thomas put up, uh, she's still your all-time leading scorer. Uh, she leads in just about every statistical category. I mean, Latoya Thomas is up and down the Mississippi State record books. But – the fact that we have some players within shouting distance of her and things, uh, you know, it really says a lot because when Latoya played, her and Tan White didn't have a lot around them. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. And I think even the players that were on that team would admit that the teams that we're putting on the floor now have a lot more depth. But Latoya was kind of sometimes kind of a one-woman wrecking crew down there. Uh, kind of took over games. And, and uh, I still believe Kara Lawson traveled in that SEC tournament game and that the referees didn't call it and gave them the SEC tournament championship. But all that being said, when you look at what Tierra McCowan has done, she has put her name in there as well. Uh, <laughs> highest field goal percentage in Mississippi State history, Tierra McCowan, 58.5%. And uh, that's ahead of Toya Thomas, who was right around 55%. Uh, and so we're in the midst of greatness. And it's so difficult sometimes to appreciate greatness in the moment. Sometimes you always have to really appreciate it in hindsight. But we only have a few games left of Tierra McCowan at Humphrey Coliseum. It's uh, it's really that simple. We're down to the nitty-gritty. And um, I'm going to encourage you to bring the kids out. Come be a part of this. Because uh, she's going to be gone. And then we're going to be thinking, man, it's so great that she's in a WNBA. And... Um, we almost take her for granted. And there's so many times I see people on social media and say, oh, well, she doesn't seem engaged today. And, you know, she's up and down. Listen, she's the most dominant women's basketball player in the country. That's the reality of things. And uh, she's playing at Oxford tonight. I know many of you are making a trip there. I know a lot of people don't like to go to football games there, but I think a lot of people understand that there will be more Mississippi State people in the arena I don't know why it's quite that bad. You know what I'm saying? I don't want people to look at it and say, well, I'm not going to go. It's because there's, you know, but with the numbers in our favor, we're going to go. Uh, listen, State won this ball game 80-49 to 49 earlier this year, and it didn't seem like it was ever really a threat, but it never felt like State just played to the, their highest level. It felt like State really coasted once they got the big lead. Now, what happened in that ball game that I recall is LaCara Salter, former Mississippi State player, uh, she was able to hit some threes from outside and as a result kind of pulled Tierra out of the paint and then they were able to kind of run some backdoor cuts to kind of get underneath and that, they kind of allowed them to stay in the game early and then stayed adjust and Andrew Howard and, and them kind of help on defense and then as a result they uh, they kind of shut that down. Tierra ends up with 33 points in the ball game. And so it's one of those deals where I think Coach Yo at Ole Miss probably realized this. They don't have the personnel to match up with Tierra, so they try to pull her out of the game, try to get her out of there. And then later in that ball game, 
when State was mounted and determined to go down low, they had no answer for her. It'll be a similar deal tonight. And oh, listen, Ole Miss understands they're playing out the string. Everybody uh, can appreciate that. Uh, they're playing with a lot of intensity, and you got to give them a lot of credit for playing hard. They don't have a lot to play for. But this, in many respects, will kind of be their Super Bowl. This is their measuring stick. And so they're, they'll come out tonight. State will get their best effort. And then this weekend, State will be back home and we'll play Vanderbilt. And uh, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big ball game for us because it is the last weekend game of the regular season at home. Be a capacity crowd. And then February 28th, you know, we have LSU coming in. That'll be senior night for Tier McCowan. So this ball game tonight is, uh, is on SEC Network Plus, which means you're going to have to use the app. I know some of you have uh, you know, have the you know the different casting devices, the Roco Stick or whatever, Google, whatever, and uh, you can feed your app and, and cast onto your television, or you can watch on your tablet or whatever. Whatever is more convenient for you, but they will not be broadcast on the uh, the regular SEC net network, which is uh, which is kind of silly to me. I, I don't with all the channels that are available on DirecTV and Dish, they're, they're just sitting there with nothing. You're already broadcasting the game. I don't understand how difficult it would be to put that on. Why not make it easier for people? But, uh, but be that as it may, so if you want to watch the game and you're not going to watch the game in person, you're going to have to watch it on SEC Network Plus. Now, there have been times, I guess, that uh, they have run actually run something on the SEC alternate channel, channel, but I don't expect it to happen tonight. So, again, go ahead and be prepared because the people will be tweeting about 30 minutes before the game, hey, where can I watch the game? I'm telling you now, it's going to be SEC Network Plus. So use your app, use your tablet, use your telephone, watch the ball game. I don't expect it to be much of a ball game. Uh, I think, as I, as I mentioned, I think this is going to be one of those games that you know, State will handle fairly, fairly easily. I don't think State will come out with the same vigor they did against A&M on Sunday because, quite frankly, I think that game probably means a little bit more. It may not mean quite as much to the fans, but I think because State was trying to make a statement after losing that Missouri game that uh, they wanted to go out and really make a statement. As you saw in the rankings, State only drops from five to six because I think people around the country recognize how difficult a game that is to go in there and shut down uh, Texas A&M and beat them by 28 points. It's a big deal. So another step in the journey. Want to go out there and get some minutes for some people, get everybody to play, get out there healthy, and come home and be ready to go. Uh, we're, we're, again, expecting State to run through the final part of the schedule, win these last three ball games, and head to South Carolina and have an opportunity to play and win for another another SEC championship. And uh, it's a huge part of things. It's a goal that we've all set at the beginning of the year. You recall State was picked number one in the SEC. And that's one thing that I think about, too, about A&M. And you never know everything that went on behind the scenes. But uh, last year, when you begin to think about Andrea Howard and and Danny Williams and Kennedy Carter all coming back at A&M, you thought, you know what, A&M probably win the SEC next year. State will be a good team, but A&M should probably win the, the SEC. And then you have the transfers, and Danny goes to Texas, and Andrea Howard comes to, to Mississippi State, and that A&M team is still a, a tournament team. And you begin to look in hindsight, and you realize what a big deal it was that Andrea Howard is here. We're playing for us rather than against us. It would be a much different team. It would be a much different SEC women's standings had that not taken place. Uh, so let's enjoy it while we have it and see if we can't go pull another SEC tournament championship game. I think that's um, – we can find a way to win that ball game with South Carolina. You talk about kind of take it, taking control of that rivalry. Uh, that would be 
a major step to go in and be able to celebrate on their home floor. And I hope some of you can make that trip to Coleman if you're in the area, because the ladies are going to need you. Absolutely need you. But first things first, let's go knock off the Rebels uh, today. Some of you guys like to have a little skin in the game, so we encourage you, if you're watching games, maybe it's time you make a little money. My bookie is an industry-leading website that will hook you up for all your betting needs. With great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win in order for you to. They just got to be able to cover the spread. So lay down some cash, win big today. And if your team is terrible, bet against them. That way you're happy with the end result. Either you win the game or you win the bet. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. So we encourage you to give my bookie a try. You don't have to take my word for it. Go check it out yourself. They have in-game live betting on a mobile site that makes wagering on the go easier than ever before. You can also check out their online casino if you'd rather just play a few hands of blackjack or roll the dice and craps. Join now. My bookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code BONEYARD to activate that offer. That's mybookie.ag, promo code BONEYARD. MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So uh, so a quick update on the show. We'll be back on Friday, and um, by that time, we'll have met with Chris Lamonis. We'll have met with Keegan James. We'll kind of have a preview of the Southern Miss series. going to be a great one. We'll recap uh, what happens with uh, Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Uh, but also, too, we'll let you guys know that uh, – so this, for now, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Bisporto. And I'm, I shared with you guys yesterday, I'm not a guy to air the dirty laundry. And there's really no, there's no acrimony between me and them. I just have to do what's best for me in the show. And so in order to make sure that we can facilitate a show, uh, we had to take some alternative steps and uh, use the SoundCloud servers for now. And, uh, and we'll see how that develops. But eventually we'll, we'll make it available in other formats. I know I, we've been on iTunes. Boneyard's been on iTunes for years. I'll get all that worked out. This is all relatively new to me. But I'll be honest with you, when we weren't able to do a show on Friday, with all that we had going on, it just didn't sit well with me. And so I have an obligation to you guys, an obligation to myself, to make sure that we take the steps necessary to be able to facilitate a show. And that's, uh, that's what I did. So I took those steps, and so here we are. And so... Things are going to change over the course of the next few days. And uh, as I shared with you yesterday, in the event that we go independent, and uh, which I, I suspect that is what will happen unless something changes here in the next uh, 48, 72 hours, uh, I will not have a lot of this national sponsorship. I will just work with our local sponsors. And uh, so will be less, less ads, more show. And uh, excited to be back with you on Thursday. And there will be some days like this when I have some time and there's some things going on. We'll be able to do this. We won't have that same... You know, schedule have to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So, you, so you'll get mo- more boneyard, um, and, and with a lot less trouble. And so that's kind of the plan. And so I know that the, not having the app is somewhat inconvenient. But as someone shared, if you download the SoundCloud app, that uh, when there is a new boneyard, that you will get a notification that a new show is available. And it's the same thing with iTunes. You know, and so be, be please be patient with me. We'll get all this worked out. But the Boneyard's not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And you can always find the show at jeanspage.com. Every time I do a show, I make an article. We post it. It's free. There, there will be a link inside. You can go link it. And so you should be a subscriber to Jeans Page. But if you're just if you're a guy that comes by, a guy or a gal that is there for the free content, there's no problem with that either. We're going to make the show available. It'll be on Facebook. It'll be in several of these Facebook groups. It'll be on Twitter. Will make it as easy to find. And so, but if you're one of those people that, that needs an app, it's just easier for you to have the app. Download the SoundCloud app. Go find the Steve Robertson Show, the Boneyard, 
and then you subscribe and they will send you a notification every time a new show publishes and you'll have it it'll publish there before it'll publish on Gene's page so again that's where we are right now and uh, I'll have further updates as we kind of move forward with this but uh, the barnyard endures the barnyard is going nowhere until next time let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends and enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.